0: 78 uh this is brandon we um i'm here with special guest star robin taylor that i always have to say like rachel taylor hi this is rachel taylor on the cw (laughs) um From You know him from, uh, obviously, Cinematological, which is one of the best damn YouTube channels out there, as well as Twitter and and all the assorted things. If you've been uh, watching us play Overwatch poorly the past few times, (laughs) he's uh, dipped his toe in the waters. Uh, Robin, thank you so much for joining us and being on the show
1: tonight. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm a big fan. Uh, You know, um, I actually... um, Um, you know, very I'm hoping Mitch uh, gets his dad gets well and he gets back on back on the podcast soon. Yeah. So
0: so Mitch's dad, unfortunately, was in a pretty uh, bad car accident. Uh, Thankfully, he's on the mend and has started trying to um, hook Mitch up with the nurses. So that that's a good sign, I guess. Um, And so Mitch has unfortunately uh, kind of been spending his time um, in uh, the ICU at uh, in Birmingham at the I guess the University of Alabama Hospital. So um, just, you know. Give your uh, positive thoughts out to Phil Phil uh, so that way he uh, he kind of gets on the men soon. And then hopefully, you know, the next time we go to go do this show, Mitch will be back with us uh, talking about all manner of um, most likely terrible horror movies uh, as we are uh, want to do. Um, so we have a lot that we want to get into uh, tonight. Um, so first and foremost, um, I've been playing a bunch of... Um, Marvel two games mostly Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 and um, judgment which is a Yakuza spin-off um, and Marvel Ultimate Alliance three honestly I, I really wish I like when I kind of read the review are you a, did you play like all those games like x-men legends oh, yeah. and okay oh yeah 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 so like when the when the when the reviews came out I, there was enough of a you know, slow your roll, homie, that I probably should have listened to it and just rented it. But I was just so excited to have, you know, that type of game that I, I didn't. And I and I should have. Um, I, I don't, you know, I. it's okay. It's very um, much not a game that realizes games have changed since the last Ultimate Alliance game came out. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, okay. and, and it's just like the... Kind of the, the moment-to-moment stuff is fine. The camera's atrocious. The boss fights are just a slog where you're just trying to, like, break down this this boss's, like, get them stunned and then pile on the damage. You know, the problem is, you know, all the synergy attacks and stuff, It's it's, if you have a team that has attacks that can work off of each other, it kind of works fine. But if you don't, and God forbid, you then actually have to, like, level somebody up. It just it's just a nightmare because you have these like infinity trials that you can go in and try to level them up, but they're so just not fun that no, you're so just grinding. Yeah, you're just grinding. Oh man, characters. So, for example, you know, perfect example would be like once you get to the X Men section. So, by the time you get to the X Men section, which is I don't know, maybe a third of the way into the game, you've already unlocked Wolverine. Um, you may have un- you've unlocked like um. Trying to think there's any other mutants at that point. I don't think so. I think Wolverine's the big one. So you're like, okay, cool. You get Psylocke, you get um, uh, Nightcrawler, and they're like at kind of the level of like whatever your highest level character is. Well, then Wolverine's like 15 levels behind, and he'll get his fucking ass kicked. So it's like, you're like, okay, great. If I want to get the team bonus to get all the mutants or the X-Men bonus or whatever, then I got to I got to jump out of the game. I got to go into this like these infinity levels which are a fucking slog and also super way higher. Like they jump, they'll be like, "Oh, hey, here's an infinity level for level 10." And you're like, "Okay, cool. My guys are at like level 8." And then they're like, "Next one's at level 25." And you're like, and you don't get experience. Like you could level up a character in the trial, and if you fail the trial, it doesn't carry over. So that sucks. That, yeah, that, that
1: sounds like a bummer, man. I was really uh looking forward to trying the game out because I really like the uh, original games.
0: Yeah, so and so then- like it, you you kind of bounce, but so so they don't they all of the team bonuses end up being for nothing because you end up just going give just whoever I un- who have I unlocked last. Okay, you're up. Let's go, and then you have just this fucking. Like ragtaggiest, like lame ass heroes, where they're like they all have gluten allergies. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like that's the, la- you know, it's not cool. Where you're like trying to like make this mix of heroes where you feel like their their powers will like complement each other, or just like thematically, you know, they kind of make sense. <laughs> you're just left. It's always like three high level and then one just like super low level scrub. And you're like, all right, Iron Fist, you're like.
1: <laughs> Let's go. Like, try not to
0: die again.
1: (laughs) Listen, man. In the old days, I remember doing the Defenders lineup with, like, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and, like, Ghost Rider and Hulk, man. It was rad.
0: And they had that. I did the Supernaturals. It was um, Moon Knight, Doctor Strange, Blade, and Ghost Rider. And I fucking wrecked shop. And it's like, you know, so, so they you know, definitely with all the different team bonuses, you can tell they want you to mix and match, but the level up that, you know, getting care and you can get like experience orbs to like quick level characters, but they're so few and far between and they do so little, especially if you're going from like level 10 to level 25. You know, if you want to blow all your orbs on one character and then you're like, well, they better be fucking good, man. I mean, so, you know, I think that it's one of those things and you can tell too, by the way, they kind of announced like the DLC would come out At the time, you know, with the game, and that you have to buy if you want one character. They don't. They're not. They're releasing them in in packs of characters, but you can't buy individual packs. You have to buy the whole thing. Like I was initially like, "Fuck yeah, man, let's get it," because you know, uh, Moon Knight's in there. And now I'm like, I am so glad I didn't because I don't want to replay any of this. So what am I gonna do with the new characters once they drop?
1: Oh, that sucks.
0: Fucking nothing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and that then sucks, god man. forbid they're
0: at a lower level. I'm like, I'm not fucking grinding infinity trials with Moon Knight. I don't care how
1: bonkers he is. <laughs> I'm like, um, oh, you're totally bumming me out cuz I was yeah, I was going to Yeah, gonna I mean, I don't there. like
0: it either. I don't like it.
1: I mean, if you can rent it, like
0: if if uh, you know, if GameFly's a thing or, you know, whatever like uh, you,
1: Oh, here here in Canada, we don't have anything like that. We have the library.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah. if it if if something like that, you know, if it comes to the library, it's I think it's kind of worth checking out, but, you know, for me, honestly, like, I find myself, like, I played it a ton while I was traveling, because, you know, that's the joy of the Switch, right, is, like, you could be in an airport, and you're like, alright, well, I'm gonna play this stuff, but I found myself, like, when I got home, I was like, yeah, you know what, I, I mean, I'll finish it at some point, but I'm not really
1: in a hurry. Um, I'm super getting sold on getting a Switch Lite, like, talking to Mitch and talking to other people, yeah, I don't have a Switch yet, and, and I don't even really have a need for a Switch, because I, I drive, but, right. um just there's so many rad games and and it would be kind of cool to just have something to putz around with
0: i i at the time because because ultimate alliance 3 came out right before the last fire emblem and i played the fire emblems on the 3ds i played the shit out of those games i fucking love those games i play on like filthy casual mode ain't nobody dying on my watch (laughs) i will bring them i'll straight up lazarus pit those motherfuckers i am and I don't even feel bad about it. Like, fuck this. I'm not fucking spending 30 hours getting my, like, my my Lance-equipped Pegasus rider up to, like, God level just to have them die from an arrow to the face, and then they're gone forever? <laughs> what, are you fucking kidding me? the fuck yeah. out of here with that bullshit. So, for yeah, a time, I you, was...
1: You don't have infinite time in your life to do that stuff. That's why.
0: Right, exactly. So, I was like, you know what, maybe I should rent ultimate alliance and buy fire emblem but at the same time i kind of go and i know like the weight of you know retail decisions is not are not on my shoulders but at the same time i go well i kind of want these like fire emblem is a given on the switch because it's nintendo's console so if a fire emblem game a nintendo pro you know product is gonna come out it's gonna come out on a nintendo console that's like a no-brainer just like you know you don't have to worry about whether or not they're going to make another shitty Gears of War game. Microsoft has nothing else. <laughs> so of course they're going to make another one, whether I buy it or not. So it's kind of like for Ultimate Alliance, it was kind of like, well, I feel like from a consumer perspective, that property needs my the weight of consumers behind it more than like Fire Emblem. Now that being said, I want to encourage them making kind of a mediocre game. But at the same time, it's like I'm pretty sure Fire Emblem will do okay. But from my own personal like wallet... Probably would have gone better had I bought Fire Emblem and then rented Marvel. But, but I've thought about the Switch Lite too. But my biggest concern right now, I mostly play it undocked. I have a little like I have a computer lap pad, and I put it with the kickstand on, and then I have the Pro controller. Is that my concern? Is that even smaller? It's still going to be uncomfortable to play with the Joy Cons attached Mm. because there's no option of taking them off. So I would need to like hold one in my hand. And ideally play with it for like a half an hour to see. So you can expect to see that at at a target near you uh, in (laughs) in northern Georgia once it comes out. Like, fuck you, kid. Beat it. I got to see how this shit feels.
1: (laughs) I'm going to stand here and play and I'm not going to buy anything.
0: Yeah. And I don't care about you. Go on.
1: Yeah. Get out of here, kid. (laughs) Go, go, go freaking play, you know, like some dumb Pokemon game or something. Right, which I would probably also be playing.
0: Um, yeah. So, what about you? You got time to kind of get into anything? I mean, you and I played Wolfenstein, which, frankly, you know, yep. I love playing it with you. But as a Wolfenstein game, I'm kind of like this feels familiar and not in a great way.
1: But it's I, I'm totally underwhelmed by Wolfenstein: Youngblood. It's yeah. it's um, looks terrible. Like it does not look as good as no. the last game. Um, I don't, it feels like it's a compromised product. Like they had an idea for a game and then. Sap Wolfenstein into it. Yeah, um, it is fun. The, the difficulty scaling is all over the place. It like, really it's is. like it's like it's just bananas. Um, I haven't really been able to play any other games. I I, I was gonna play Assassin's Creed Odyssey to stop finish it, and uh, then I had a six gigabyte patch to download. <laughs> so I was like, guess I'll play something else. Um, and then I just look at the games that I have on my systems, and then I watch Netflix. But. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't that so, what everybody does?
1: Uh, kind of. I mean, it's like I, I have Anthem. I have Overwatch. I have um, Far Cry New Dawn. I have um, – what else did I get? Spider-Man. Oh, dude, uh, Spider-Man I finished is the yet. best. I know. They're they're great. I just – it's it's a time thing right now. Yeah, and, no, and I get I've it. I've been like – I've been getting all swole and, you know, drinking protein shakes and going to the gym. So it's uh, – you know. So So let's hear about that because I am – So uh, if you don't mind me
0: asking, how how old are you?
1: I'm 40. I just turned 48.
0: Okay, cool. So we're the same age. I'm 47. I tried the whole thing with the protein shakes and, like, lifting weights in my basement, like, you know, the free weights and whatnot, and all I did was get bigger, but not in the muscles. It was like the protein (laughs) said, you know where's a great place for us to be? Your stomach. (laughs) So I'm really curious to hear kind of how things have been going for you because as for men, as things get as you get older, your metabolism changes, and where it used to be easier to eat Mm -hmm. five pounds of food, go to bed, burn it all off in the middle of the night, (laughs) wake up a new man, that's not the case anymore.
1: Yeah, my metabolism is like spiked through the roof, right? Like I lost like 30 pounds in 45 days. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's crazy. And it wasn't – it's one of those things where I'm kind of like this is a, an enormous amount of weight to lose. But um, given the context of the circumstances, mm-hmm. it was weight that like my body was kind of waiting to shed. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the protein shakes, I it's really kind of just cal- caloric management. It's mm-hmm. It's basically like – have a protein shake and then hit the gym or whatever, and then don't have waffles and chicken at the same time, right? Sure. Like it's, it, it's, it's kind of a, it's not quite a meal replacement, um, be, but it does have a lot of, you know, nutrients in it. But okay, I and I think that's the difference. Berries. I think I was,
0: I was taking it more like, oh, I need protein to kind of bulk up and I would yeah. then kind of still eat normally.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, you have to really be hitting it hard to do that because, because like a, I don't know, like a, um, you know, a quarter of a cup or a, of a, of a protein powder is like f- three or four hundred calories. Mm, so yeah. Uh, so if you know, like I burn just sitting around, I burn about twenty two hundred calories a day. Right. Um. So you know, I'm consuming a little bit less than that on on average. Um. So you have to, you know, I'm not I'm not being like crazy calorie counting thing. This mm. for me is essentially, um. I have forgotten. Over the last, you know, 15 or 20 years, I forgot what I was capable of physically because I had a desk job. Or I still have a desk oh, job. Oh, yeah. So I used to lift. I used to be a swimmer. I used to run. Right. Mm. And then and I just that all that shit went aside because I got kids and I got married. Right. Right. And um, now I have adult kids and I'm not married anymore. So my body's kind of going, hey, wake up. We can still do this stuff. Right. I just haven't wanted to do it. And, right. and now that I'm doing it, I feel amazing.
0: So, what kind of you like know. lifting and stuff are you doing are you is it just like are you like looking to get big? Or are you just trying to get toned? Are you like what are you i'm I'm,
1: just I'm trying to get i'm i actually would i don't care I mean I build mass pretty fast and and it looks like I'm toning pretty fast, so the muscle memory seems to be coming back um but it's more of a i just want to like I'm doing yoga like three or four times a week oh, that's supposed so, to so awesome. It is amazing. I do warm Yin yoga, so it's incredibly. It just hold you hold poses for three minutes in a like eighty five degree room. I would die. But you're sweating the whole time, Straight right? Up. Die. It's just, you get you just get so centered, and you just you just it's a great way to steal your thoughts and like come to just just have epiphanies and just you know yeah. process your life. Because all you're doing is like holding a pose. That's the whole thing. My core would just
0: die. Like, my, I think my, I think, I think my core would literally, like, I would shit it out on the mat and then I'd be like, all right, I'm done.
1: (laughs) Thanks, everyone. I have a, I have a brutally weak core. And that's what I've gone to my personal trainer and said that we have to work on my core before we do anything or I'm going to literally burst every time we try to do something. (laughs) So, so that's what I've been doing mostly is is like circuit training, um, which is kind of all body stuff, but with a lot of core, um, stuff in the middle of it. So yeah. it's been really good. I'm She's been on vacation. So I'm looking forward to going back to it. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I feel great. I feel better than I have in a decade.
0: That's that's fantastic. Now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I you know, for me, I, I kind of felt like, well, you know, I mean, a part of my wife was like, well, you know, you could get a trainer like maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's not that you're you can't maybe you're just doing things wrong and i was like yeah that's but i'm so like if i can't do it in my basement because i have like a little workout space in my basement i got a treadmill i got an exercise bike i got some free weights i'm like if i can't do it there it's not gonna happen like i know me if i have to leave the house like i am so (laughs) against leaving the house like if the house was on fire i'd be like well we probably can just take care of this
1: here (laughs) like (laughs) i so so i'm the exact opposite if i don't have somebody to like tell me to do it i won't do it yeah. Right. So I have to I have to go make an appointment and and spend money and go to the place yeah. and then just do what I'm told, Yeah. because in the rest of my life, I'm the guy telling people to do stuff. Right. Yeah. So so it's just a when it comes to me telling me what to do, it's really easy to be like, you know what, you need to drink scotch and play video games. And that's right. you that take care of yourself. Right. Right.
0: And I think for me, it's like if I if I get up and do it first thing in the morning, I know it gets done. And it may not be like I was, you know, there's a time when like I was doing like, you know, I was like finding like stuff on YouTube, like, you know, flexibility and that type of stuff. And not just like doing the exercise bike, but I just really felt like I was going nowhere. And so I don't know if it's just a situation like you said, where I need someone to show me, hey, yeah, you were doing things, but you just weren't doing necessarily yeah. the right things like here's 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 what you want this is the goal you're you're trying to uh, you know the thing you're trying to accomplish here's how to get there but then i'm like yeah and i could do that but i don't know if i would leave the house to go do it so like i need that person I, I, to show up in my house and show <laughs> me what to do with the stuff that i have and then leave
1: <laughs> i don't I th- know if I that think, would work. i think you out. should find a good yoga studio in your neighbor in your in your city in your neighborhood and and go try right. doing yoga.
0: I did. I we actually have uh, we have a pretty good community center, and they have like a whole bunch of like yoga classes. So my wife and I went, uh, and and I and I liked it. It's just that um, I don't know. Like I we just we did it, and then we we thought it'd be something we would do together, and then we never went back. And I don't know. We never really talked about why. So yeah, should probably
1: figure yeah, out. Yeah, I I would actually go to a dedicated yoga space because the vibe is completely different. Like, oh the, really? I mean, yeah, it's it's predominantly women, mm-hmm. um. So uh, of all ages, right? And then so That's you go and was. you hang out, and it's it's like they've got like incense or scent, you know different s- smells, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being perfumed through, and and it's just a very, it's not competitive, it's not you know testosteroney, it's not it's not like a multipurpose space, it's a dedicated yeah. yoga space. So it's very about being meditative and silent and um, presence. And it kind of forces you into that mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, because when I went in the past, I got really self-conscious and kind of like, everybody's looking at me. I'm a big schlub. And what I found now is, is that I don't care. (laughs) So, so it's just, I'm just going and, um, and doing my thing, getting on my mat. I don't care who else is there. And, and just, Listening to my breathing and doing my thing, man. So it's 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 a really good exercise and concentration too.
0: Yeah, because I had been doing uh, hip hop dancing and I fucking loved it. I was terrible at it, so that was like a little disheartening at times. But what I found is that so they would have like two classes a week with different instructors, and I was like going back and forth. And so depending on the class, I was always like halfway, like kind of picking up on trying to pick up stuff that they'd already been working on. So I then I was like, no, I'm just going to change and just do the same instructor every time. And then yeah. I I loved it, and I and I yeah. wasn't necessarily getting better, uh, but it was like such a workout, and it was yeah. f- and it was fun, and I mean it was the same type of thing. Like it was, you know, I I, I kind of just was like, look, man, you're you're not like you're. Nobody's expecting you to be like amazing at hip hop. Look at you! Clearly, no one's expecting you to be amazing <laughs> at hip hop. So just go and have fun. And I had a really great instructor, but then like I stopped going because work got super crazy, and then the instructor yeah. left. And I'm just not oh, sure man. about like who they have to where. And now that like we bought the house and everything, I'm kind of trying to cut down on costs. So like the five dollars mm-hmm. at the yoga at the community center is like more in line with kind of what you know i'm looking to spend as opposed to like you know the yeah. the the price of, of dance classes but but i know what you mean like if you find a place that's like where you can be really comfortable and just not care not that you don't care about what you're doing it's just how others look at you while you're doing it doesn't matter
1: yeah it's not uh, it makes judged. a huge difference you know, like it's not, it's not, it's not worrying about being judged by anybody, right? And yeah. and I'm I'm gonna start doing salsa dancing here, really. Oh, so. salsa!
0: Like that's a fucking great workout, man.
1: Yeah, and it's not, it's not just because of the workout. It's because I've like kind of discovered in middle age, I love dancing.
0: I love I dancing. Really- like I, I, like I mean, I. What I wanted from the class was more like, um, it w- like I wasn't really getting what I wanted from the class, which is fine because, but that was not because. It was because it just wasn't that type of class. And honestly, I don't know unless I hired somebody to teach me how to do, you know, particular type of, you know, certain types of footwork and stuff like that. Like, I think I would have to hire someone to show me how to do that stuff as opposed to like a group class like this. So it wasn't like the class itself was bad. I think I just had like a different expectation as to like what it was going to be. But yeah, like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, you know, I used to, you know, do like I was making dinner. I'd kind of do shit around the island and my kids are just like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm like, <laughs> I dance better than you do, guaranteed. You y'all yeah.
1: don't do shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm uh, super excited to, because I watching people dance has always given me enormous joy. Yeah. And I always felt like I had two left feet, and I was big and clumsy and kind of shreky and yeah. And and it's like, and I'm like, you're such a. I mean, I'm not trying to be negative myself, but I'm like, you're you're being a dumbass. Like you play drums. Right. You're, oh yeah. You, shit, man, you can do it. <laughs> I'm like, I have rhythm, and I'm super coordinated. You know, I'm ambidextrous. Clearly I can do this. Yeah, you just need someone to show
0: you how to do it and then feel like, yeah, and then it's just like, and and that's the thing, like my instructor, she was great. Like she was super supportive and she knew that like, I mean, and it doesn't help like when you're surrounded by these women who are just like, they just fucking walked off of a, you Mm -hmm. know, of a, of a music video. They're so good. We had this one, one woman and she was in, I think she was still in high school And she would dance barefoot, and I was like, "You could, like, just go be a dancer, like, Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) like you're fucking amazing." And I mean, I'm not like, why am I comparing myself to you? You're like seventeen. I could, I could stab you in the stomach right now. You could go home, go to bed, wake up in the morning, and be completely fine. If I lift a heavy box, I will be dead tomorrow yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I mean, their
1: bodies are made out of rubber man yeah so it's exactly
0: like, so and you've got i mean you're just you're just really good at this and i'm really not but i'm still having fun like i'm having the same amount of fun as you are and that that's the thing that matters
1: yeah that's i mean and where i live in the deepest darkest part of the uh, you know alberta prairie um in canada uh, apparently, if you want to dance, it makes you incredibly unique as a man. <laughs> so, really? Yeah,
0: shit, dude. That, there's, there's a reason right there. Then, um, yeah. Well, awesome, man. I'm happy for you. I'm, I'm, yes, I, You know what? You just you're giving me life, brother. Like I gotta, I'm I, just, I'm getting inspired in all these different ways. <laughs> it's never too late. That's the thing, right? Like we get, we get yeah. so sort of tied up and, like I got this yeah. thing going on and that thing going on, and and sometimes I mean, legitimately, it's hard to make a change. But sometimes the 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 thing that has to happen is you just have to go. You know what? This is a thing I want to do. I want to make the time for myself, and so I'm going to make that change. Yeah, like I Michael mean, Jackson said.
1: My my experience is if you don't take the time to take care of yourself, life will force that change on you.
0: Yeah, right. That's why so. I tell my kids. I I tell my son. I said, look, man, I'm giving you the opportunity to kind of do things a certain way and, and and it's because if you make the right choice you are in control of your choices but if you make mm-hmm. the wrong choice choices are going to be made for you and you may not like them so mm-hmm. you know do what you can to kind of control what you can because life don't give a f- I mean it's, life doesn't <laughs> give a shit about your plans no like,
1: no. <laughs> no you just got to roll with it man yeah yeah you know.
0: All right, cool, cool, cool. Well, anyway, uh, if you if you if uh, you know, I, I tried I, as many times as I've tried to get into Anthem, I just can't. And when I like saw like stuff about the cataclysm, and then like they're like yeah. the cataclysm's here, and the next article was like the cataclysm sucks. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Why did I buy? Like, I just I like I bought it because I thought you know we were all gonna play it, and I'm not like
1: it's just. It's one of those things. I got it for like six dollars, so it really wasn't that yeah. big of a deal. But then, like, I, I the played more, it with Cindy and Mitch, and I, yeah. it was great. We had a great time. But it is incredibly repetitive. Like, yes. it, there's no content there. Yeah. But if you're just you know like drinking and having fun, like who cares?
0: And I think that's the thing. I've only played it by myself.
1: Which oh no, no yeah, I'll party up with you
0: exactly, <laughs> exactly i'm like this is really bad but alone yeah, like maybe if i was terrible. fucking half in the bag this would be hilarious but right now i'm just like oh look purple shoulder pads mm, look how nice i look <laughs> <You> know, like,
1: <laughs> no it's terrible it's terrible it's boring by yourself it's the gunplay is no good like it's yeah. not it's not even like i don't even like destiny that much and yeah. it's not even as good as destiny so yeah like
0: and i love destiny you know. so but yeah all right Destiny's so he's
1: gonna be free i'm gonna play destiny when it's free
0: uh that is when i'll do cross play destiny because everybody nice. i i everybody that i know plays on the xbox and i'm like i'm not buying it again but i'll fucking <laughs> do raids and all that all the year one shit on the xbox free nice. no, no problem um uh, but i'm excited for shadow keep for when that finally comes out on the ps4 um but uh yeah all right um but uh, getting Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I am one. I'm one trophy away. So I just need them. So I, don't, you know, they have the the kind of the tales of Greece, which was like a free update. It's like all these different stories and stuff. Um, and they have not released the last one yet. I was hoping oh. they would release it with the last bit of DLC. They did not. It is. It is I'm one trophy away from having platinumed. Uh, the main game, all of the DLC, and then the Feats of Atlantis. Holy shit. Yeah, I have that 160 a hours in this
1: Jesus, game, man. You yeah. could have learned a language in that time,
0: <laughs> right? You know what? I actually thought about that. I was like, I always and I, and I make a point not to say I don't have time to do something because I do have right. time. I always say I mm-hmm. choose not to do it. And when I think about the amount of time I've spent in video games and what I could have done if I actually spent that time doing something else, and it, it makes me, it like, it's not, it's <laughs> not a great moment of self-reflection let's just put it that it's,
1: way I, I mean you got to have fun in your life right like exactly. I'm not, listen right. i have i have games that i have like 400 hours in yeah. so like i'm not one to talk about anything but um yeah. but but yeah i you know it's all choices but like i, I, I don't I, like like my whole video channel is about not feeling guilty about loving things absolutely. right so right. it's like just dig what you dig and you don't have to justify yourself to anybody about yeah. anything
0: But, I mean, I love Odyssey. Like, I actually, I got a tattoo of it it, in Black Flag, and I was like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I was talking about this, I was uh, traveling for work last week, and somebody was like, you know, me and this other guy who just got some amazing, like, work done. I'm just like, like, it was like, I saw the work done, and I was like, I'm going to cut your arms off, and I'm going to swap them with my arms. (laughs) Like, that's how good your work is. And I have tattoos of my family on my arms, and I'm like, fuck them. See ya. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, so she was like, I just, I don't know. Like it's, you know, it's nothing like, you know, like I, I find like, I don't, I haven't seen anything where I'm like, I really would just want it forever. And I was like, let me, let me, let me, let me explain to you how this works. The first tattoo, you're just like, I really, it needs to be meaningful as unless you're like drunk. You're like, it has to be meaningful and impactful. And then you have one. And then by the fifth one, you're like, I like that billboard. That Geico lizard is hilarious. I will make him – I will put him on my chest forever.
1: (laughs) I'm actually getting a cover-up of my tattoo, and then Uh, I'm going to get a sleeve on the other arm. So, uh, you know, like, yeah, I I hear you.
0: (laughs) So so I'm like, I love Assassin's Creed so much. I got a tattoo of it. But it's like my 13th one, so that really doesn't mean anything. Like, (laughs) it was Tuesday. (laughs) You know, I mean, I could have just as easily got a flower because they're pretty, you know? <laughs> but
1: Yeah, and yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> you know.
0: But um yeah, so so I haven't watched it yet because I've been watching Queer Eye, which makes me cry every time. <laughs> yep. Every time I watch an episode yep. of Queer Eye. I got the tears. But you you've been watch- have you have you finished the first season of the boys on Amazon Prime I, or are you just kinda I, in the middle of it I, your
1: I am two thirds of the way through. It's uh it's an exceptional. I mean, it's shot in Toronto, so props ah, okay, to, cool. to my hometown. Very good. Um, a lot of the main locations in the movie or in the show are like, it's hilarious if you're from Toronto or Ontario. It's like, mm. it's like, oh, that's actually where they do plays. It's not actually a skyscraper at all. Yeah. Um, so, but it, it's it is content-wise, it is incredibly challenging. There's stuff in there that it made me. Like, I've watched gnarly stuff all the time, and there's mm. some s- fucked up stuff in this show. Now, have um, you
0: read the comics? Because I have I,
1: not. No. Okay. I'm not a huge Garth Ennis fan. I find he's a one-trick pony, and sort of after yeah. Preacher, I kind of got tired of him. Yeah. Um, but, but The Boys is... I mean, it's a really... Um, the concept is is it's kind of simplistic. It's basically like Alan Moore's Watchmen. It's essentially like what if superheroes didn't do good things for the right reasons, but were actually all like, you know, um, deeply disturbed, dysfunctional, sexual deviants um, that are on, owned by a corporation, and then um, people, regular people, have to go and deal with them for various, you know, um, fridging, the, you know, region, reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, so like, it's problematic. There's lots of stuff problematic. The treatment of women in the show is is appalling. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's very of its time in terms of when the, the book came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did however, the book come out? Oh, like in the 90s, like oh, the 90s okay. or early 2000s. Yeah. Um, it is uh, – the budget had to be enormous on it. And it, it looks great. And Carl um, Urban is fantastic in I love Carl Urban. Um, like
0: i love and i mean i shouldn't yeah. because the, i love carl urban because of the chronicles of riddick
1: he's great in that too yeah i like i love him because of dread i love like, dread i love that movie are so you much. fucking
0: kidding me like yeah. the raid with carl urban and lena Headley. hell yeah i know
1: all day no, that i was so happy to watch that movie in the theaters man i was yeah. like this is exactly what i need especially after um, uh you know the fucking stallone one but i know yeah. it was such a shit show yeah um but yeah, so so the boys is um, it's also incredibly compelling. Like there's the, the the in terms of like just from a production standpoint, there a lot of episodes were written and directed by women, mm-hmm. um, and produced by women, and so there's a tremendous amount of diversity all the way up and down the line, and it's really compelling, um, emotional, graphic, intense stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So so I think if you can handle the content and um, because it has, you know, it's got sexual assault and it's got mm-hmm. um, really graphic violence and really graphic sex. And and so there's a lot of stuff in there that is going to be hard for people to watch. So I wouldn't re- recommend it for everybody. But I think if you go in informed um, and can handle the content and not get, uh, you know, triggered or, or overwhelmed by it, it's really it's it, it compelling. I don't know if i call it entertaining, but it's compelling.
0: You know, and it, it seems, honestly, it seems like a really weird fit for Amazon Prime because, you know, like if that had shown up on Netflix, I don't think anybody would have batted an eye, right? Like if you look at kind of the stuff that Netflix has done, yeah, you know, historically, and even the stuff they, they're they still doing, um, I think it fits there. But if you look at the stuff that like Amazon Prime has done, you know, Amazon Prime's like kind of original stuff, not not talking about like the movies that they've produced, mm-hmm. but like the TV shows it's been either it seems more like like a, like you know your your marvelous mrs Maisel, where they're like what's you know really well done show and more of mm-hmm. like you know almost like an awards type of bait um yeah. but then you kind of have like this stuff like bosch and i've seen a bunch of seasons of bosch it should be better than it is yeah I mean, it's just yeah. like Titus Welliver uh, and and um, oh shit, the, the guy from Fringe and uh, I forget yeah. his name. It just feels like it should be a better show. Man in the High Castle, great performances. Feels like it should be a better show. Like there's yeah. there's like there's a number of shows that Amazon Prime has done. Like even um the one with the uh, stonokaidic um uh, shit, I forget the name of it. I don't um, know. I feel like that should have been a better show. So every time I watch an Amazon Prime show, I'm kind of left going, yeah, it's it's fine. Like, I feel like it should be better. And so I was really surprised mm-hmm. that the boys landed there because it seemed like such a departure from the type of content that they've been making outside of the movies. Because the movies, it, sure, like, yeah. you watch You Were Never yeah. Really Here, which was like an Amazon Prime studio, and yeah. I fucking love that movie but yeah. that movie is fucked six ways to Sunday. <laughs> no questions asked. That's
1: a, that is a that is a really good movie. So. I love that movie. Um, I like yeah. I and, but like but, it, 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 it so the boys feels like an HBO production. Yeah. So so yeah, in terms of the the production, um, like the, the, just the look and feel of it, it definitely mm. feels like a ton of money has been thrown at it. So yeah. yeah, it's high. It's a higher caliber for sure.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking forward to watching it. Like I said, I'm watching, so I'm watching. So I, so typically what happens is like, I will watch a movie while I'm working and it's just like something to be like on in the background. And then I tweet about it. Like alien resurrection is super fucked up, you know, like- <laughs> who thought they would kill the alien with the whole my butt got sucked out the airplane toilet whatever <laughs> you know um
1: ah, i hate that movie and, so much and
0: and most of the time i kind of watch something that i've already watched because i'm working so it doesn't like yeah. it's just more background noise it's like the equivalent uh equivalent of music right yeah and then like kind of in the afternoon I switch to TV shows, but they're again they're lighter fair. Your Master Chef, which I love. Your Queer Eye, which I love. It's not like I love watching another life on Netflix, which is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine for something to have on in the background while I am, you know, figuring out how this you know, product is broken. Right. Right. So the boys is kind of like one. I, I've kind of like, I want to start, but I also want to make sure if I'm going to watch it, that I can give it the attention that it deserves. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, it, it's, I don't think it's a, a thing you can have pay attention to. Yeah. Um, cause there is just so much fucked up stuff. Like, like literally you'll be like working and then you'll hear somebody say, stick it in my gills. And you will be like, what, what? And yeah. I have to reverse it. That's right? the benefit so.
0: of working from home. Is yeah. that I can I don't have to worry about someone walking into the cube and being like, "What happened there <laughs> yeah what
1: are you, what, are you, what are you watching
0: yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. all right, cool yeah. well, i'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to checking it out then uh, once i uh once I get back into uh into the swing of things and they they've already renewed it, right I think I heard the, I think so, yeah, I think so i mean it it did very well, so like a second and a third season, if I remember correctly, but I might be thinking of something else um all right. Last certainly not least, so uh, so my wife and I like we we ha- we haven't really been going to the movies as frequently uh, as we have been. Like Avengers Endgame, we're actually we're uh, we're we're uh, um, watching it now. Um, not you know obviously right at the moment. Wait, what? You haven't seen that yet? I had already seen it, but she was like oh, okay. three hour movie. I'm good. I will wait until <laughs> that's, it comes out. So that's uh, why I
1: haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet because I'm like I'm not a Tarantino fan to begin with, and yeah. like I'm like. A three hour Tarantino movie that was might a big be. Ask. Although I loved much... it.
0: I loved it. We won't yeah. get into it. But yeah. Um so we we actually split up end game. I was like, why don't we watch half of it Saturday night and we'll watch the other half uh Sunday night. So we're just starting to get to the time heist, and she's like, It's a little slow. And I'm like, Yeah, it'll pick <laughs> up. Just wait. But um But anyway, but she did, oddly enough, because she's a huge she's a I wouldn't say huge. We have the the um there, you know, every couple has its fight. Every couple has the same <laughs> fight, right? Like, couples right. don't, you know, for the most part, they don't fight about different things. They fight about the same thing. And it just has a different uh, flavor to it. Yeah. One of the things we constantly fight about is whether or not Tokyo Drift is a good Fast and Furious
1: movie.
0: <laughs> and she is like, Lucas Black is terrible. He over-enunciates everything. It is a bad movie. And I'm like, it is one of the only Fast and Furious movies that actually has driving skill at the heart of it. Yeah. More importantly, the uh, Justin Lin helming the film is him and uh, Vin Diesel getting together and setting the path forward for the franchise. So while it yeah. might not be your cup of tea as a movie, as the linchpin to the Fast and Furious franchise, It's essential. That is the same fight we have more times than I'd like to admit. So it's, was, a,
1: it's, a, it's a great bad movie. It is like, a it's,
0: fantastic it's, bad movie. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go see Hobbs and Shaw, obviously. But I would love to see it with you. But if it's not your thing, then because I'm like, I, I grew up. I can't tell you if I had a dollar for every time I watched Tango and Cash, I'd probably have like a
1: $100. <laughs> Tango. Right? Yes. Cash <laughs> and tango, tango, tango and cash. Tango and cash.
0: <laughs> are you killing me? Like Jack Polance, Jack Palance Dracula was like a seminal uh, like
1: no.
0: like I mean don't like like don't get me wrong, like Christopher Lee was fucking badass, right? Like but Jack Polance at the end getting fucking like nailed to the wall with a curtain rod? Are you kidding uh, no.
1: me? I uh, know. Batman and Batman's like <laughs> Yeah. Just remember.
0: Yeah, you my number are my number one guy. Oh, God. <laughs> i don't know when i do that i don't know if i'm doing jack plants or i'm doing jack nicholson's impression of jack plants either way terrible jack plants doing fucking push-ups at the oscars uh, no. because no, of no. One, arm, uh, one
1: arm push-ups
0: yeah come on son
1: that guy's a badass
0: <laughs> right so i was like this is this is tango and cash of course i wanted to see it like mm-hmm. of course but i was like well, my wife's not gonna go see it why would she want to go see it but she did. So we went together and we left. And she was I was like, anyways, did the same thing. This was like a quiet period where I'm like, hey.
1: <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> no, and I said, What did you think of the movie? She's like, I liked it. She was like, it was like it it sagged in the middle. It was a little long,
1: but for the most part, I liked
0: it. And I was like, Oh. <laughs> I didn't say anything. because so I was like, please don't ask me. <laughs> and then she's like, Did you like it? And I was like, Well, I have very complicated feelings about Fast and Furious. I have way more to I have I probably have spent more time thinking about the Fast and Furious franchise than I have thinking about my children's futures. <laughs> and I feel like it was a good action movie. It was just kind of a mediocre Fast and
1: Furious movie. I was bored to be honest. Like I like I I liked the homoerotic tension between <laughs> Dwayne Johnson and Jason Statham. Just like, fuck already, right? I dude, <laughs> I I a movie of those two dudes just literally hanging out together, um yeah. would be great, right? Because yeah, they're totally into each other. You can tell. I mean, right? you
0: know like the blooper reel is gonna be hilarious, right? When they're just yeah. like yeah. ad libbing all of these ways they can insult each other.
1: Yeah. You know, but I, I was bored. I found the spectacle like it's your wife is right. It sags like by I've, 30 or 40 minutes in the middle and the action set pieces just get repetitive they do um, and the the trailer kind of shows you everything that's good in the movie um so yeah i was i was bombed. i came out of that really disappointed i was i was kind of like this is this should have been better by a lot
0: so here's here's and again i'm gonna okay again i've spent a lot of time thinking i like i i don't ironically love the Fast and Furious movies. I have a deep and genuine love for the Fast and Furious movies. And in 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 much in the same way, I have a I have a deep and genuine love for the Mission Impossible movies. And the Mission Impossible movies I have a love for because of the just like the the practical effects, the the ways in which Tom Cruise is willing to put himself out there physically. And this studio is willing to underwrite whatever multi-billion dollar insurance policy is
1: necessary yeah, I know.
0: <laughs> to Dude, make sure this man right. doesn't kill himself. Like, I, you know, like, it's funny, right? Like, like Mel Gibson was like sugar tits. And we were like, fuck you, Mel Gibson you're an asshole. And Tom Cruise was jumping on a couch and we're like, you know what? If you hang on the side of the plane, we're cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I, I love yeah. the Mission Impossible movies in part because I feel like they're actually really good movies. The mm-hmm. action set pieces are are really well done. The individual directors they bring on board give you know their own kind of uh, you know, sense of style to the movies, but more importantly, like I watch the stuff that Tom Cruise does, and I'm like, fucking a man, that dude is committed, and that's how mm-hmm. like the Fast and Furious movies like used to be, right? Like even Fast Six, where they're like throwing cars out of an airplane, not CGI, like full on. Okay, we're gonna throw this car out of an airplane, and it's gone yeah. a little further into like the CGI spectacle of it, including like you know, uh, Furious Seven, Fate of the Furious. Um, to where and now Hobbs and Shaw, where you know those kind of practical effects, like co- have, and it's because of the spectacle they're trying to do, but it takes away some from the the vibe that they're trying to do. But more importantly, the thing about Fast and Furious movies is that at the at its core, and this includes the original one, is that they are a group of fuck ups <laughs> held together. <laughs> yes. By Dominic Toretto. Right. Who is 67% competent. I'll give him two thirds. <laughs> Right? If you watch the original Fast and Furious, like it's fuck ups, right? It's that guy who, yeah. like, he gets killed by the, the, the Asian gang leader. It's the guy who gets the barbed wire. Like it's like, and then Brian O'Connor comes along. Brian O'Connor is a terrible FBI agent. He's a terrible yeah. cop. He's a terrible FBI agent. And the thing that I loved about Paul Walker's role in the Fast and Furious movies was he was the audience's anchor. When all this fucking spectacle was going on and Dominic Toretto was too cool for school and he wasn't even sweating, Brian O'Connor would be like, holy shit. He was doing what the audience would do, which is like, yeah, I would love to hope that I could hang with these guys and compete on the same level, but I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to. And so he gave the audience an in to be like, it doesn't matter that I'm not as cool as the rest of you. I can't do the things that the rest of you can do. There's still a place for me here. I still have a role. I can still enjoy this knowing full well there's someone, even though he's fucking gorgeous, blonde hair, blue-eyed, whatever, and he's obviously better than I am anyway, but I still feel like I have an in. You take, like... Lucas Hobbs, who is the best tracker known to man and can fucking mm-hmm. deadlift a garbage truck, and then uh, you take Deckard Shaw, who's like a super fucking kung fu spy, they don't have any faults. Right. They, there's yeah, nowhere there's, for the audience to be like, where am I in this? They're just two fucking alpha predators like who join up together, and there's never any feeling like they're going to do anything but succeed
1: i mean i think vanessa kirby was
0: great but even she was was fucking
1: badass yeah but she had there were stakes with her right like she she was there was jeopardy right whereas with with the rock and and statham they're never in jeopardy right ever
0: right and so you just are kind of like what ends up happening is you're like well i don't feel like obviously you're gonna succeed and god love idris elba like put him in all the things he man, was fucking is, great. I, like when he was like I'm Black Superman, I'm like, can we Damn right. can I call like Warner Brothers and DC and be like, yeah. can
1: you make a Black Superman movie? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was I was I was talking with uh, with a lady and I and I was like, "Listen, if there was a dude who would make me want to, you know, marry a dude, it would be Idris Elba. Oh my God. He'd be the guy oh, talk, talk about a renaissance man. He's a dream. Yeah.
0: He's, he's beyond a dream. He's what you dream about <laughs> when you're in a
1: dream." Dude, he was 45 and won a kickboxing contest yeah. after training I mean, for a year. I mean, he has
0: the land speed record for a fucking Maybach. Yeah. Right? It's crazy. He's who he's, yeah. he's Jay-Z raps about when Jay-Z is rapping about himself. Right? Like he's when like Jay-Z my, writes verses and he's like, I'm talking about myself. No, you're not. You're talking about it, Idris Elba. Yeah. The only yeah. thing that you've done better than Idris Elba is marry Beyonce. And if I you know. get her in the same room with you... It's fucking done,
1: dude. Like, I know. Like, like I, I'm like life goals, man. Idris Elba is like my role model.
0: <laughs> Jay-Z better hope Beyonce and Idris Elba never meet. I know, right? <laughs> like, I would have that shit in a prenup. You are never allowed <laughs> to be in the same room. Country yeah, he's, and that guy continent. That the best
1: part of that movie, man.
0: He's great. He's fucking he's amazing. great. amazing. Yeah. But then, you know, they did this whole weird thing with the... The head of the and I honestly thought we would see who the the fucking voice lines you know the
1: modulation was right you know who I think it is who's that I think it's Ryan Reynolds oh really yeah because when I was I mean I was bored watching the movie so every time that voice would come on I'd be like this really sounds like Ryan Reynolds is talking uh-huh. with a modulator on it okay right so, so let's get um, to Ryan that, Reynolds yeah
0: the Do cameo' you... Do you think that Ryan Reynolds is upset about the fact that for the rest of his life barring someone making a huge creative gamble do you think he is okay with only ever being Ryan Reynolds in any movie he's ever he's ever going to do from here on out
1: Well okay I have a story about this because I worked with him on a movie in 2001 No shit which movie Yeah so it's called Foolproof. It's a Canadian film. It was one of his when he was still on Two Guys in a Pizza Place or whatever the hell it was called. I love that show. And, and he was Ryan Reynolds, Nathan Fillion. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I know. But so he was he was exactly as he is now. Mm-hmm. Right? Like so he was really charming and he's really tall and it was very nice that you know, he's very he's very polite and very nice. He's a good Canadian boy. And um he's and he's so hot. But his, <laughs> his whole, I know he's gorgeous. He's but the thing is, is Like Green Lantern really um, displayed for me among its many faults that if you put the camera too, if you put Ryan Reynolds looking at his love interest too close together, his eyes get like crossed because his (laughs) eyes are very close together. He's like Columbo. Yeah. So, so, so he got really, you have to, you have to space him out appropriately or it it looks like his eyes are, or he's trying to cross his eyes. So, um, So you should watch Green Lantern just for that. I, I, now I, have, I, have, I love
0: Green Lantern. Green Lantern to me is the DC version of um,
1: Superman Returns. But anyway, wait, Superman Returns is a DC movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Sorry,
1: I've um, had a lot of. But gin. You, you know, the, you Ryan know what Reynolds I mean. was in, in foolproof. He's doing Ryan Reynolds right. So his his shtick has become more polished um, as he's gotten, and you know, and he's gotten more buff. As he's gone along, mm. um, but like that, he's that's what he's good at, man. Like, like, <laughs> right? But I feel like that,
0: like that 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 movie where he like is like you know buried in a box in the desert, you know, like I mean, yeah, he,
1: he's he has
0: he has things where he's not always able to be Ryan Reynolds, but ever since Deadpool, it's like that is kind of what he's going to do.
1: Well, I, right? But I think the problem is, is he's a naturally funny guy, right? right. Like so so. He has range and he can act um, and do serious stuff. But at the end of the day, he's a he's a naturally funny guy and he's really sarcastic, right? So right. So you know, unless you've got him completely committed to a role, and you got a filmmaker who's like, listen, you gotta, who I mean, sits on him and says you can't do that, right? You know, um, then he's gonna always have something to you know. And I got for for the cameo he did in Hobbs and Shaw was probably a half day's work, and he probably got paid. A million bucks for it right so why not you know and right. and you get to get a tattoo like a you know hensei tattoo on you that makes you like dwayne johnson's <laughs> right you know stalker so like you know it was, it was good i mean i was really surprised i didn't know he was in it so i was kind of delighted by that cameo
0: so is he a nice guy like in real life like you're
1: yeah, now this is this is 19 I mean, years ago yeah he he might be a complete prick now i have no idea Um, But when I worked with him, he was a genuinely sweet guy.
0: I kind of feel like that's not something that necessarily changed, right? Like, I feel like if you're, like, either you're an asshole or you're not. I don't, I mean, I guess that could change with time and and money and and fame. Celebrity
1: ego, uh, you know, I don't know. He was, I mean, at this time, he hadn't broken in the U.S. yet, right? So, so he was, he was a a sort of like middle tier Canadian celebrity. Um, And so, there was he had nothing to lose by being nice to the crew. I mean, he, he might still be. I have never heard a bad word about him. That's so. the thing. I,
0: I never have either. Like there's certain people where, you know, you just like everything you hear about them is that they seem like they're pretty cool. Um, yeah. But uh, there's,
1: I yeah. Mean, yeah. There's tons of difficult people. I mean, like crew talk. Right. So right. like you, you get stories pretty quick about who you don't want to work with.
0: I like to feel like if I ever had, was in a movie, like I would make it a point to make sure I knew, like, I knew everybody's name. You know, I was like nice to them. Like I'm very much a like I am very much a, a, pro- a proponent of the idea of how you act towards a server is mm-hmm. like a good representation of kind of how you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I'm always nice to my server because my sister used to I mean, waitress and she was yeah. telling me these fucking horror stories of people who were like complete and total yeah. assholes.
1: Yeah. Same with like retail industry. Anytime you got to deal with somebody who's in a shitty job. Yeah. Absolutely. How you treat them is absolutely going to reveal your character. Right. Yeah. And and like, yeah, for any like somebody who's a young, you know, filmmaker out there, you absolutely be nice to your crew, learn your crew's names because at the end of the day, thank them for their participation because they will bust their ass if they think if, if they think you're on their side and you're appreciative of them, they will bust their ass for you. And right. if you, they don't, they will completely slow walk everything right. and screw up your production. Right. right. So, so, yeah, you lose nothing by being nice to people.
0: Right. So, uh, so David, uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. I guess Ei. That'd be Leich, uh, if we go mm-hmm. by the Einstein model. Um, yeah. So he directed, you know, uh, Hobbs and Shaw. He also directed, I believe. Was it Deadpool one or yeah, 2? Deadpool
1: Two? Deadpool yeah, Two. Yeah, he's the he was the co director on John Wick. On 1. John
0: Wick, yeah. So I mean, obviously, you know, he's got he's gotten in with, with Ryan Reynolds there. I was still kind of surprised. Only because like, you know, like when they mentioned like Mr. Nobody, I was like, okay, cool, they're kinda gonna bring it back, but it really did feel like and I understand that's like a spin off of Fast and Furious, but it felt like and I don't know if this is like a result of the whole like, you know, whatever, Fate of the Furious, candy asses. Yeah you know whatever thing where they yeah. were just like let's try to make our own thing as much as humanly possible and spin it off as much as we can I don't I don't know but just yeah, the fact I- like here's the thing that bugged me and I said to my <laughs> wife about it and she kind of looked at me like what the fuck are you talking about and I was like you know Deckard Shaw and his uh, Helen Mirren the fucking wonderful Helen Mirren you know mm-hmm. talking about like family and this that and the other and all oh, your sister da 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 and I was like his brother Owen was the bad guy in Mm -hmm. Fast and Furious 6 and they don't Mm -hmm. mention him at all until the very end for a movie a series like a core principle of the Fast and Furious series is family Family. This
1: isn't a, It's not a Fast and the Furious movie. I man. know, and like, that's like, what bothered me because they
0: tried to shove that shit in, like yeah, with Hobbs just, and his yeah. daughter, and going back to Samoa, and then like Listen, the hang hang Shaw's. You know and I'm really... like, and you don't mention Owen Shaw. My wife was like, who would know that? I was like, what do you mean who would know that? Anybody who'd watch the Fast and Furious movies, they would know that. Ah! I
1: know. <laughs> you know what's fucked about the whole family thing with with Hobbs. His daughter doesn't know her, his, her own mother's his, name.
0: Exactly. That's what I said. I was like, wasn't there someone? I said to my wife, wasn't there someone missing from her family tree? Uh-huh. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, it was her and her dad. Like, Does she not yeah. know who her mom is? Does he not know who her mom is? Like, Most of the time, it's the opposite. I don't know who the father is. I know who the mother is because she no. fucking <laughs> bore me. Like, I know.
1: I, I I think the daughter's a clone. I think that's the the <laughs> secret. To, they took uh uh Hobbs's DNA, yeah. and Made it. Then they they need another super tracker, so they're like, yeah. we're gonna make a clone of you.
0: And so like and I like I, I I was like super <laughs> happy like at the end when they, you know, all the cars did the did the Nas and they did the you know the yeah. fast and furious thing through it. But I was like, you know what? Ultimately, when I left, I was like if you told me you wanted to remake Tango and Cash with The Rock and Jason Statham, I would have been there day one. Yeah. You didn't have to make it a Fast and Furious movie. You didn't have to make it Fast and Furious Presents. You could have just done your thing. And then for those of us who are fans of the franchise, and not just fans, I am sadly emotionally invested in this (laughs) franchise. It didn't have the hooks I wanted it to have, given the names on it.
1: Yeah, I think the Fast and Furious tie-in stuff is literally contractual stuff. I don't think it. I think, I think if they thought they could get a two hundred million dollar budget making right. a Rock and Jason Statham movie, they would have done that.
0: Yeah, and that that bothers me though because I feel like they just didn't do what was necessary to tie it in, and I and I understand yeah. right. Like it probably it made a bunch of money. I'm sure it'll do fine. I'm sure they'll do another one. Yeah. Um but. I mean, you it's, it's going
1: to be its own franchise. That's that's the whole purpose, right? Because The Rock is never going to work with Vin Diesel again. So
0: right, and then like, and honestly, like when you, I, I don't know if you read like before the movie came out, like that report about how like they would like make sure in their contracts oh, like I who know. got punched this many. I actually was counting punches. That's not a way. <laughs> that's not a way to watch a movie to count no, punches. But
1: I know, it just like insecure men, right? Like, it's I don't like, get that. I, we used I don't to have I, a
0: joke. Like, okay, so when I grew up, like when I was coming up and I was in high school, like, no lie, like Mike Tyson would come to my high school. He was like 18 years old. He was just like, <laughs> he would come to, I went to Albany High School. He would come to my high school. I met him in Cross Gates Mall. My friend and I, we were, we were riding. We used to watch, we used to go down. So I had a friend, a guy named Joe Fall. We would go in Joey, Joey Fall's basement Friday nights. We'd order a shit ton of food. He would, we would watch the Mike Tyson fights, which at that point would last all of about 30 seconds because yep. he would just like punch a guy with the power of a son and that guy would <laughs> fall down yeah. and not get up for a week and a half. So Mike Tyson used to come to my high school. Like the whole school would fucking like the principal, like the principal would be on the announcements trying to tell these kids, you can't go outside to meet Mike fucking Tyson. <laughs> and the kids were like, fuck you, dude. So we were at Crossgates Mall, and he was riding on the escalator, and we were like, hey, man, like, big fans, like, we've watched all your fights, we think you're amazing. And he was like a cold fish. He could give a shit. We we're like two white boys. He's like, I don't give right. a fuck about you, right? And then he turned hey, he was hey. with. he was with a girl, and he turned around, and he was like, way I go to high school at. And we were like, <laughs> oh, Albany High. And he was like, we were like, boys, He was like, oh, shit, like, I know this guy, this guy. And I was like, yeah, I've seen him play basketball. He's like, oh, he's amazing. Like, it was like once he realized that, like, even though, like, we weren't his crew, we were, like, tangentially, like, so that's how I came up, right? And so, like, it, it 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 it, this idea of like counting punches are you like we used to have this joke like i'll get in the ring with mike tyson are you fucking kidding me two million dollars he could put me in a coma for a week and a half i don't give a fuck (laughs) like i'll take that punch and i'll ride that shit to retirement and then you've got these grown-ass men on the movie they're not real punches they're no. not real it's
1: punches. Ego, it, it's ego stuff, right? Like it's like, again. This is like you gotta understand. Like Jason, they state them is like five seven or five eight. Yeah. You know, like The Rock is a mountain of a human being, but he's only yeah. six one or six two, right? So, so like there, it's just it's just ego and and you know who gets it's 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 dick measuring is really. And what that's it comes what down I don't to.
0: get because honestly, like I don't understand because <laughs> again, they're not real punches. Like I could more understand. If you were like, okay, I don't actually want to get hit, right? Yeah. Like, if they were literally getting punched, if every time The Rock threw a punch, it would connect with Vin Diesel's chin, he was like, mm. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. I would get this shit kicked. Like, I said it on Twitter. I'm putting it out there. If you need a 47-year-old man to get <laughs> this shit kicked out of you, kicked out of him in every Fast and Furious movie from here until the, the heat death of the universe... I'm your guy. I don't yeah. care.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know, man. It's uh, like the demographic for the movies is like 18-year-old men, right? So it's like you know, whatever. And,
0: yeah. <laughs> like, I guess but still like the 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 you know, even Rocky got the shit kicked out of him how many times? Yeah. Like the first Rock- Rocky, spoiler alert, he didn't win. Like right. those are
1: good movies. And
0: those are good <laughs> movies like It's Okay to Lose. It's yeah. okay as an action movie star as a as a dude to not be, you know, on top 100% of the time. And it just like blows my mind that they would have that like you said that level of dick measuring it just makes no sense to me and so and then it ruined it and it didn't ruin it. i mean it was kind of like i mean obviously if i was like you know 100 percent committed and buying everything they were selling i wouldn't have been doing it but i was like counting punches i
1: was like okay well he got punched and then he got punched and then he got punched mm-hmm. oh he got mm-hmm. kicked through a window he got kicked through a window Nobody wants that. Yeah. I mean, like Die Hard would not be a timeless classic if John McClane didn't suffer through that movie. Right. Right. So Hobbs and, Cl- Hobbs and Shaw, no one's going to care about in five years. They're not going to remember the movie. Right. You know? and, so, and I like, feel
0: like I feel like as the spectacle of the Fast and Furious movies have grown to a certain degree, like that's kind of what we're losing is Mm -hmm. this notion, this kind of scrappy, like, And I know it's stupid, but like Fast and Furious, the original, like Vin Diesel, he still has hair. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's, it's really, really short, but he still has it. And I kind of feel like it's like this scrappy, just kind of like they're stealing a bunch of VCRs. They're like (laughs) incompetent half the time. Like, I just, I don't know. There's just something about that, that as, as money and budgets and egos, have, yeah. have increased from here on out. We've kind of lost that, and like Fate of the Furious was a perfect example of that. Mm-hmm. I love the whole thing with Jason Statham and the baby. I thought that part was great, but it, that's the it, best part of that movie. But it's just this like one CGI enhanced fight after another. That by the end of it, you're like, I'm just exhausted, and I yeah. just want to go back. And I and I know that this is a spinoff, and that's how they're framing it. But I also, to some degree, feel like this is the future, and that's not really what I want. I want things to go more back to like how it was at the beginning where it was a little more grounded and it was just like a bunch of fuck ups who were just kind of doing their best, even if it was illegally, just kind of doing their best to to kind of get by.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't I actually don't get why why this particular franchise, The Rock, is so uh, image conscious about it, because when like if you look in Skyscraper, I love Skyscraper. I haven't seen that one. It's it's fantastic it is a mm. great terrible movie and he's really vulnerable in that movie like mm-hmm. really vulnerable and and actually has a, it's his best performance as an actor by far mm. so like i don't know if it's just a franchise thing but or because he was the lead in that movie and wasn't really competing with anybody but he's totally capable of showing vulnerability yeah. so i don't know i don't know why it's got to be like vulnerability is what makes these things interesting right like right. jeopardy that's drama. Like, if you don't have any Jeopardy, you don't have any drama. And then at the end of the day, it's not really an interesting movie.
0: Right. Like, I love The Pacifier, which is not yeah. a great movie. But I love it because Vin Diesel, like, failed, like, throughout yeah. the course of that movie. You know, it's this, you know, it's it's Uncle Buck just with a seal instead of Jump Candy, which I fucking love Uncle Buck and will yeah. love that movie until I die. But it's the same thing, right? It's like this guy, he feels like he's got control over everything. He gets these kids. They don't know what the fuck they're running circles around him. He feels like he should be a badass. He's not.
1: Like, the Pacifier is a great movie. No People underappreciate that movie. It's really, really good.
0: It's like, why can't we have that? Like, why does it all of a sudden now you have to be Listen, infallible? No, like, You're not the Pope.
1: Like, <laughs> like, it's not a coincidence that, like, toxic masculinity has become a thing over the last 15 yeah, years, right?
0: Yeah, right. Right. Like, like I, mean, I mean, I think for you, like, Die Hard was a perfect example. Like, you know, when you – I mean, D- John McClane crawling through the vents going mm-hmm. – you know, whatever. Hey, we'll have a few laughs. You know, like, I mean, like realizing I'm fucked. I'm yeah. fucked nine yeah. ways until Sunday. Somehow though, I have to figure this shit out.
1: But I mean, even think about the lethal weapon movies, man. Yes. Like the end of lethal weapon two is one of the most brutally violent fights. Yeah. And it's really simplistic. Yeah. But it's like brutal. Yeah. And and they're suffering to get through this, right? And then you've got these movies where like dudes are taking twelve punches to the head.
0: Yeah. And and no like that's the thing my wife and I always joke about is the Fast Furious movie. She's always like, Why is like no one ever has a bruise? (laughs) Like they'll they'll like like drop a fucking bank vault on each other and they'll be like, I have a small cut under my eye.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean I actually really enjoy independent movies where they actually show what happens when you beat the shit out of somebody. Yeah, because it—I mean, it's a challenge because you have to do makeup in between each shot to expand, like, show swelling and bruising. Right. But but I, I, I that I think if we had less, if we had more violence that was actually realistic, people would be less inclined to violence. I think.
0: Yeah, but I think also you know to your point that you know having a a. a uh, having an action movie star who is totally okay with in the, in a pretend world of a movie being, mm-hmm. you know, at a disadvantage, being hurt, being scared, being all that stuff, it just it just adds it just raises the stakes. It gets the you know it gets the audience involved because they want to make sure that like, hey, this guy is showing some vulnerability. I want to make sure they actually come through, not yeah. not what we have now, which is just a bunch of fucking. It's just like two alpha males just like, you know, bickering with each other and then everything is fine.
1: I mean, the John Wick movies are a really good example of John Wick getting the shit kicked out of him constantly. (laughs) Right. 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 Like having to get injected with stuff that so he can keep moving. Right. You know, like that's like that's why that's compelling because you have he's vulnerable and 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 he's a badass. Right. He's like the Baba Yaga. Right. And also eminently killable if you get him in the right spot. Right.
0: So I mean I I, I I mean I don't know if I was bored the same way that you were I mean I enjoyed yeah. it I just wanted I wanted more out of it mm-hmm.
1: which I don't know like I also feel stupid saying that but here we are oh, so. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not stupid man like they like these are talented people who are capable of uh, amazing things and they have a ton of money and. It's a lack of desire, right? So Yeah, that's absolutely. it.
0: That's it. It's, it's them feeling like what the audience wants to see is these two yeah. guys just being badasses for two and a half hours. And it's like, I, yeah. I,
1: that's, that, I don't think that's what people want to see. I think people want to see them banter with each other. Yeah. Because that's the best part of the movie because it's right. really funny. Right.
0: Right. All right. And uh, then they have to kiss. Say that again? They have to kiss. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You know, and then it's all good. It's all good. It's all good in the hood.
0: Um, all right. Well, uh, that's it for us uh, for tonight, Robin. I you are welcome anytime you want. Okay. I, I super appreciate uh, you you joining us tonight, and um, obviously, I you know big fan of your work and glad to have been on your show. Uh, glad that I could uh, return the favor, um, and you could be uh, be a part of our uh, of our crew here. You're welcome back anytime you want, and then. Um, uh, you know, let's just send all those good vibes, you know, Mitch's yeah. way and uh, the way Mitch's dad and, and and mom to make sure that uh, Phil Phil um, ends up on the road to recovery.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I, I'm really grateful for uh, the invitation. I'm glad I could be of service.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, if folks want to follow you like on the social medias, where's a where's
1: a good spot for them to hook up? Uh, Twitter is it's it's cinematological everywhere. So it's on YouTube, Vimeo, uh, and Twitter, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's spelled the way it sounds. Yeah. And you should go watch it because there's those. I mean, even the
0: ones I'm not on, which, you know, I don't I'm not going to at the risk of sounding like a fucking conceited asshole. I watched <laughs> ones. I actually watched ones I'm not a part of. So
1: the, <laughs> the ones with you and Mitch are my favorite ones uh, because they're uh, the funniest. So.
0: Well, I mean, you're, you're good at what you do. So, I mean, any, Thanks, the, any, of, any of the movies that are done uh, are, are... Like, I always find something where I'm like, yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. So, that's, that's always, like, a good thing when you're kind of watching something about a movie. It makes you... Something you've seen a million times, it makes you see that movie uh, in a different way. Um, that's nice. always a bonus. Um, but uh, so for myself and Robin and Mitch, who isn't here, but he appreciates you listening anyway. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been divided by Werewolves, episode seventy-eight. Uh, we really appreciate you spending our time with us. We look forward to you spending more time with us. Hopefully, in the next two weeks. Uh, so for myself, Mitch, and Robin, thank you again. Good night. And happy-